2: Welcome back to Gojo and Golik, brought to you by Wrangler, made for the ride of life. Save 15% on your first Wrangler.com order with promo code GOJO15. Okay, let's talk about Deion Sanders, okay? When he was hired at Colorado, he basically overhauled that entire roster. We heard all the quotes that came out about that process, and... It's led to a lot of questions from people about what the culture is going to be like for this team going forward as they try to rebound from a 1-11 finish to the 2022 campaign. And here's what he had to say about the culture. I'm not welcoming to that word culture. That's all I heard when I was in Jackson. Culture, 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 culture. Now culture, culture. What the heck does that mean? So I think it's safe to say that um, Dion's not a fan of the word culture, but I feel like it's not out of, out of pocket for people to be asking. I mean, he, this quote continued afterwards, and he said, I don't care if these guys don't like each other. Like, he has, you know, you talk a lot about locker room and the vibe and everything, and apparently he doesn't care what the vibe is.
1: Listen, I think what culture is, what's the, what's the line we use all the time, Mike? A team takes on the personality of their coach. That's your culture. Yeah. That's your culture right there. And if he says, I don't care if guys in the locker room like one another, that vibe is sent down. And and I've always been that. I've said it all the time. I don't care whether I was in high school, college, or the NFL. Not everybody in the locker room got along. My line was always, not everybody's holding hands and singing kumbaya. It doesn't work that way. There are guys I didn't like and didn't like me, but when you get on the field, you play together. Now, is it better if everybody kind of gets along and hangs out and all that? Sure, that's
0: great. And, he's, and he's said as much. He's like, it's yeah. not yeah, like he this said, isn't a close team. He said, I've exactly. been
2: on some teams when where the quarterback didn't like the receiver, but they darn sure made
1: harmony when the ball was. Set. That's exactly right. So that, to me, is culture. It's the person especially in college. It's the personality of the coach and what time, type of team he wants, especially he, he bleeds that down to the leaders and they to the rest of the locker room there. The issue with Colorado is they have, what, 60 transfers? 53. 53 transfers? I Only mean,
2: 10 players, scholarship players from that 2022 roster I mean, so
1: he's, and so he's got a whole – now, he knew some of them that came with him from where he was at Jackson State, and others did not. So there's a whole getting used to you – know, you know, when you get a new coach and new players in the NFL – it's a little bit different. These guys are professionals now. A lot of, the, a lot of the, the schemes, while are not exactly the same, terminology is different, you can pick it up. But these are 18 to 22 year olds. It's a little more difficult to now have a lot of guys coming in from different places to learn the one language together. Plus, it's not gonna be a great deal. They're gonna get smoked a lot this year. I mean, everybody says, is, he, is Dion under the uh, most pressure? No, not this year. Because it's, it's about putting together what he's going to build there. They're going to get stomped this year by a lot of teams. But it's about what you see during some of these games of saying, okay, I see something positive there to look forward to. But be careful if you're a Colorado fan or alum. I mean, It ain't happening this year. It's just not.
0: And and you know what? It's funny here. Obviously, everything Dion says is going to be magnified so much because it's Dion, and and he courts that kind of attention. That's what's helped jumpstart so much of the interest in this Colorado program. But he's not really saying anything that we haven't heard Lane Kiffin say not too long ago, which is in this era, it's a lot harder to be focused on culture. You're trying to microwave results, and that's what Dion's trying to do here. So he's said it in a way and done it in a way, flipping people, basically cutting guys after the spring game in a way that Feels unsavory, but as college football becomes more of a business like the NFL, this is going to be more and more of what we see. But speaking of the start of college football, it's going to look and sound a little different going into this year. We've got college game day heading to North Carolina, South Carolina, this week in Charlotte at Bank of America Stadium. And we are excited to welcome in not only one of the foremost alums of South Carolina, but also, man, you're going to hear a lot more of this season. And that's saying a lot because you hear him everywhere already. Country music superstar Darius Rucker joining us now, who is also one of the new voices of the coming to Your City College Game Day anthem heading into this fall. Darius, what's going on, brother? Can y'all hear me? We got oh, you we now, go. D. What's going on, now man? How are you? Are you?
3: <laughs> what's happening, you guys? How you I'm so mad at y'all.
1: Why Why you mad? Because we beat you in the bowl game last year? Is that why?
3: Exactly. Exactly. Still not talking to the goalie. <laughs> I was going to say, so last,
0: last year that we went to the Gator Bowl and we got to watch with Darius. Darius, where would you say in like the worst experiences of your life was having to watch a Notre Dame win with us against your team?
3: Man, when we were beating you guys for three quarters, it was so awesome. And then you guys started to win and y'all were jerks.
1: Oh, yeah, that's good because you weren't being a jerk at all. Yeah, no,
3: exactly. You weren't
0: at all.
3: I was so nice.
0: (laughs) One of the best winners out there. Well, Darius, I I mean, talk about how cool this moment is for you, man. It is your alma mater. You're getting to sing the national anthem to start this game, and to be a part of College Game Day's anthem this year. I know you've been a huge sports fan forever, but what does this project mean for you in that
3: world? (laughs) Oh, it's amazing. I've been saying for years. I need to write a song. They can use the college game day. And, and uh, finally, you know, they wanted to do some new talent. And they asked me and Laney and Cadillac three to do it. And it's an honor. You know, it's it's like you, every Saturday morning, you're the first thing people see before they see football. And it's pretty awesome. I'm excited. Excited for the game. You know, I'm doing the anthem because my game Gamecocks are there. But, uh, it, you know, I, it's just really cool to be a part of it.
1: Yeah, looking forward to that game. Actually, Mike's going to be calling that game. He'll be there uh, as well. So your your song is part of game day. You've sung national anthems everywhere to monster events. Is there, you have albums out, you have one coming out we want want to touch on. Is there anything else on the bucket list for you that that you're looking ahead to that said, I I want to do this someday?
3: Oh, goodness, I still want to play halftime at the Super Bowl. Mm. Or do the anthem at the Super Bowl. Those are the two things that uh, that. I that are on my bucket list that I don't know if they're ever gonna happen, but those that's something I'd love to do. Do you think
1: if your dolphins were in the Super Bowl and you sang Ooh. the national anthem that you would start to cry?
0: <laughs> Absolutely. <100%.
3: laughs> No,
0: oh, I did it. Oh my God, had had to go there. Yeah. I mean, Darius, as we talk about your team, some here too. You mentioned South Carolina, your alma mater. What's it been like for you, Shane Beamer, going into year three now? I know this is a guy you've gotten to know a lot. What is the feeling around the program with him at the helm right now?
3: I mean, we're the Javelins, man. You know, we're moving on up. It just it feels good to have Shane there. He's committed to the program. This is not a stop-off job for him. He wants to be there a long time, and and you know, I mean, we play. You know, you when you play in the SEC, it's a tough division. But we know we're not going to dominate like Alabama does or like Georgia does. But we'd like to have just a minute where we can do something special. And I think Shane's going to bring that to us. How is he as a golfer?
0: I'm assuming you guys have been out in the course together. Here, have you taken money from him?
3: Oh yeah, we played. Well, I guess a couple of weeks ago. Shane can play. I, I mean, I did take money from when he play.
1: All right, so he could definitely play a little bit. All right, he can't. Oh, there we go. We got him back. Um, right, so switching over to the NFL and your team, we know is, is the Dolphins. A lot of high expectations there with that roster this team has and Tua staying healthy, but in a tough division. How, how are you seeing your Dolphins this year?
3: You just, you just hit on, I think, what, the big, what our big question mark is. Can Tua stay healthy? If he stays healthy, I, I think when, we, when he was healthy last year, we were one of the better teams in the league. And I think if he stays healthy or we'll make the playoffs, who knows what happens. But the AFC East has gotten so stacked now with Aaron Rodgers. I'm playing golf with Aaron and Pebble, and the one thing I said to him is, you can't go to the Jets. And he goes to the Jets. <laughs> but, 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 uh, but uh, you know, it's stacked there. And uh, But, you know, if Tua stays healthy, I think we really, we got a really good shot.
0: So what is, what's golf with Aaron Rodgers like then, Darius? I mean, he's been the story of the offseason here. We've seen him play at the match here, and we've heard a lot about his personality. What was your experience like with him out there? How is he as a dude?
3: Oh, we've been friends a long time. So uh, I, I love Aaron. He's, he's awesome to hang around with. He's funny. He can really play, obviously by the fact that he won it. But uh, he can really play, and uh, he's just a cool dude to be around. All the, I've never been around Aaron when I didn't have a good time.
1: Yeah, he is. A, he is a good dude. Now I know uh, we talked to Shane Beamer, some and about you being around the program, and obviously you're touring as well. But didn't you at some point catch a, a catchup? A, was it at a spring game where you caught a touchdown pass there, or or something, or in that area that that you can did, actually be an athlete? I did.
3: Yeah, the spring game I caught a touchdown, and I let Shane know when I made that move that I still have a year of eligibility, and uh, but he didn't give me a scholarship. So, I'm, <laughs> I don't playable, but uh, I did. I, you know, I'm, I'm a Gamecock supporter through and through. I mean, I'll do anything for the program. They know that. And, and uh, it, 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 I'm just great. I'm grateful to have Shane there doing what he's doing.
0: Darius, well, we're big supporters of you through yeah. and through. We've obviously gotten to see up close so much of your success. Everyone knows you from Hootie and the Blowfish, but God is a solo artist what you've been able to do. You got a new album coming out October 6th here. What's the journey been like getting to that point? How excited are you for people to hear this new project?
3: Oh, I'm very excited. It's been six years since I've had a record out in, in country music, and I'm excited to get it out. I think it's a great record. It's called Carol's Boy. Uh, when you, anytime you put up new music, you're excited. And, I just, and, and, and you know, it's been, especially when you, it's been almost a decade since I put something out. so. Uh, I'm excited for people to hear it, and, you know, I can't wait for October 6th.
1: You know, along those lines, I, we sometimes I talk about taking people on the field to see what ball players do or in the locker room because it's something they don't do. Well, 99.9% of the, the world and country doesn't do what you do. So take us inside, again, Carolyn's boy, your mother, Carolyn, this is the, the album. Just the emotions that went into doing this album.
3: Oh, man, just titles, you know, because... And when you when you decide early to name it's something like that you know you want to make something special and so there's, there's a lot of a lot of songwriting and a lot of song listening to and, and to, to get the right stuff so the emotions do you have when my mom died young she never got to see any of my success and so uh this is my me paying tribute to her and so the emotions were high and now i'm just ready to get it out
0: so true it's going to be an incredible album and People, definitely, again, October 6th, get ready to check that out. New music from you. You've been out touring. I'm sure that's been a ton of fun here, Darius. But are you also dialed in right now? We were explaining to people around here yesterday, long before we came to work for DraftKings, we've been playing DraftKings DFS in a group that involves you in here. You actually got the championship belt made a couple of years ago for the group and have still yet to win this thing. So how are you feeling walking into the 2023 season here? Are you ready this year or what?
3: Oh, this is my year. I, I told you all that on the text message the other day. This is my year. I'm going to dominate you guys this year, and I got to say to all of your listeners, my favorite day of football season is the Tuesday because Tuesday, the trash talking and the jokes on our site are just—it's it's the I laugh, it's the I laugh, the hardest day of the week I laugh because you people are crazy and I love it. But uh, I, I'm dominating this year. I'm winning the belt.
1: Yeah, the uh, I, I, we've heard that out of you. This is my year. We heard it in 2019, 2020, 2021. And you're right. The, 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 the smack talking uh, is something that will never go public. Let's yes, just say exactly. that. Yeah, uh, exactly. Right now. Yeah, it will, that's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. It will, it will definitely. Do. But you play a lot of fantasy football, right? Don't you? Aren't you in more than a few leagues?
3: I do. I'm in six leagues this year. Yeah, uh, You know, last year I was in six leagues and didn't make the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, God. All right. That's so bad. That's mathematically impossible. That's horrible. <laughs> have, you, have you ever
0: been a part of one of those terrible fantasy football punishments, Darius? Have you ever come in last or had a league that's got one of those bad punishments?
3: We have, my National League, we started a punishment that, that it, it's, it's, you know, it's not getting a tattoo or anything, but if you come in last place, you have to pay for dinner at, at, the, at the draft. And I think uh, this year, who's like 11 grand.
1: Oh, <laughs> there was. oh God! I remember that as a rookie. Yeah. R- I remember that yeah. as a rookie D lineman having to pay for dinner and getting that bill oh, going. My oh my God! You know, but Darius oh, yeah. has a lot more money than me.
3: So yeah, it's a good, fair, that's good a, good a fair point. That. But still,
0: probably not want to come I, up. I, off. I,
3: I didn't pay it. I didn't pay it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, it was, I want to say this on television. It was Jimmy Westbrook from Little Big Town. point. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry,
1: Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> Better luck this year, Jimmy. Hey, Darius, we, we were – just last segment, we were talking about an NBA ref who used a burner account Ooh, yeah. to – to tweet out and defend his position and other NBA arrests. And he used the burner name Blair Cutliffe. That was his fake burner name. So we were talking about if we ever used fake names anywhere, if what it would be. Mine would be, not shockingly because you know my love for Gordon Lightfoot, would be Don Quixote. That's where I was going to go uh, on I one of his that. songs. Uh, we were wondering, do, do, do you ever have a name like that that you want to use if you don't want people to know you're I- going to be somewhere?
3: I do, it's, it's Virgil, Runnels. Virgil Reynolds. Virgil Reynolds. Virgil Reynolds? Runnels. Reynolds, R-U-N-N-E-L-S. That's Dusty Rhodes' real name. Oh, oh man, all right, there we well, go. Well, you
1: just told everybody that, so you may want to change that.
3: Oh, I don't use it anymore. <laughs> oh,
0: okay. <laughs> he wants people to know now when Darius Rucker's walking into the that's, building. That's, that's for awesome. damn sure. That is awesome, Oh, my God. Exactly. Uh, Darius, man, congratulations on all the success. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the album. I'm looking forward to seeing you in Charlotte. This weekend, and everyone's looking forward to hearing you as a part of the new College Game Day anthem. Congrats, buddy! We'll talk to you soon.
3: I love you guys, man. Y'all take care.
0: Thanks, Jerry. See oh you. Oh my God,
1: <laughs> such a good dude. I'll I'll say, you know, I've I've always said that. Because people say, "Oh, what what athlete did best athlete did you have on the show, or one you enjoy?" And I said, "It's it's never been about the athletes for me because sure. I either I either played with them, played against them, watched them play, or have had them on my show over the last couple of decades." I said to me, "It's always been the entertainers that I enjoyed meeting." Like when when I got to golf in Tahoe, golfing with Ray uh, uh, Ray Romano, yeah, uh, golfing with Miles Teller, Chase Crawford, the, the people outside of the world. Of sports, and we have gotten to know. I know people that have listened to us over the years. We've gotten to know Darius Rucker. I've known him since I think it was 07 at a golf tournament, and he is one of the nicest, most down-to-earth people, uh, celebrities, but but people that I have ever met, and that we call friend. And and one of the biggest reasons is for me, anyway, as a parent, you always you always want to see how does somebody treat your kids. Sure. sure. He he. In all honesty, he likes you guys better than me, in all honesty. He he loves your
0: mom. He likes my sister-in-law, Jenny, more than the rest of us. And and
1: your mother and Sydney, but even you and Jay. He likes them all more than me. But uh, on a serious note, he treats my family so well. And he he does that with others because when you see him interact with people. But for me, that's been a personal thing to me of how well he treats my family and how nice he is uh, to people around him. He was nice enough to come and sing at my daughter's wedding, uh, he said he wanted. We didn't ask him. He, he said he wanted to do it. He's just been such an incredible friend for so many years, and uh, and, and treating you guys well
0: has really been the number one thing. Well, and he world. mentioned. I mean, God, that South Carolina Notre Dame game. <clears throat> yeah, I never imagined in my life that I would talk as reckless bleep as I would to a celebrity. To I mean, yeah. one of the biggest of the music biggest, stars yes. in my lifetime yes. here. St-
1: and like he said,
0: our text. Yeah, it's it's it's, ca- it's cash bleep that yeah. gets talked in there. Yeah. I didn't want to out Jesse, by the way, while we were talking to Darius. Because Thank before God the I show was today,
2: so nervous you were going to do it. We
0: were talking, out getting ready, going over the rundown for the show, and... Darius' love of the dolphins, we talked about it, it's well-documented, and mm-hmm. in the song Only Wanna Be With You, the line is, I'm such a baby, yeah, the dolphins make me cry. And Jesse, you, I feel like a lot of people fell into a common trap.
2: Yeah, I thought he was talking about dolphins in the ocean, like <laughs> looking out on the ocean at a beautiful night and there's like dolphins cresting the water and he's like, a tears coming down his face. He's like, it's so, beautiful. it's so beautiful, the dolphins, they make me cry. And then obviously when I got a little older, I mean, I think I was in like high school when. Really? Thought, yeah. How'd you find out? I'm listening to the radio, and a radio host is like, after the song plays, she's like, yeah, can you believe it? I always thought this was about dolphins in the ocean. No. Turns out Darius Rucker, huge Dolphins fan, he's talking about the NFL team, and I'm sitting in the car like,
0: Phew. Yeah.
2: The Dolphins, the football team. It uh-huh. all makes sense. It all yeah. makes sense. And
1: even here, he yeah, had his jacket on. It had the Dolphin
2: logo yeah. on. Yeah, so. he was repping. Yeah.
0: I mean, nothing better than when you can, by the way, wear the jacket of your own clothing yeah. line yeah. through the NFL I mean. oh, yeah. that you have got yeah. and are now, I'm sure, adding even more money to the war chest on that. But He's doing okay for himself. Yeah. I do yeah. feel like you've, Jesse's got a lot of company in that. We did have to explain to super producer Brandon Newman, yeah. you know, any of those references there, right. because he was, he, didn't know. he was not aware of Darius's not He didn't know
2: that Darius was, was Hootie from right. Hootie in the Book He did not know correct? that.
0: Right. Yeah. Which I feel like on the list of things, Darius probably has to be sick of, because we talk about this all the time, when an actor has a role, where that's the defining role of their career, and it's something they're so well known for, and people run up on him on the street, and they right. ask him to say a line, oh, or they yeah. call him a name, or they say a popular line from the show. I'd have to imagine up there for Darius has to be being on the street and people running up to him yelling
1: "Hootie!" Oh yeah, Hootie! But the greatest, one of the great things for him though, is he had that career, one of the all-time great bands, where they're traveling here and abroad and everything. But then he transitioned to a whole other genre, country music, uh, in an area where there weren't a lot of African Americans, and he's talked about that. And become a star there yeah, oh as by the well. Way. Oh, by the way. Yeah, and have number one hits all over the place. So an incredible career for him. And he said... He said it too. He said, "I'll die on stage." He said, "I will perform until <laughs> the day I die."
0: You're like, Dude, Beautiful. come on. Yeah, I mean,
2: you've got so many years left. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, and, yeah. And
0: just pull Sam Hartman and like rip a rib out on yeah. stage or yeah. something, yeah. and wear it. He will be in his 80s or 90s, and he will. They will help him up on stage, and he will be belting songs out. Oh my God, he will. <laughs> he will keep it going. Well, he's gonna get the belted out all fall. Like you said, the first voice you're going to hear on a lot of Saturdays right. this fall coming up next though we'll get to a voice you're also going to hear a lot anytime news breaks in the world of college football and we've got plenty of it as we head into night one of week one in the world of college football we'll hit some news and notes with our great friend Nicole Arbach from The Athletic next here on Gojo and Golan I want to talk about Jaegermeister. dad what do you know about Jaegermeister? And remember to check out Jägermeister at www.draftkingsxjägermeister.com. Remember, drink responsibly. Jägermeister liqueur, 35% alcohol by volume. Imported by Mast Jägermeister US, White Plains, New York.
2: Welcome back to Gojo and Golik. We are focused on college football and some big news. Star Utah quarterback, Cam Rising. Doubtful for tonight's game against the Florida Gators. Not expected to play. Uh, we'll talk more college football storylines coming up. But, guys, this is obviously big news. And since we've made it through week zero of college football, what better time, right, to get your predictions for, for the playoffs? We've seen enough. Yeah, no. I'm ready.
0: I mean, we already got the little bit of a cheat sheet now. I don't think either of us is going to slot Notre Dame in yet, but we could. We could.
1: We could. Be bold. Dream
0: yeah. big. We got uh, We got that in there. So, yeah, we got – that, with that already, we've got coming up tonight, we mentioned Utah and Florida. Right. That Cam Rising news, huge for a Utah team that has won the Pac-12 back-to-back season, yep. going up against a Florida team that also, listen, lost Anthony Richardson, Graham Mertz, the Wisconsin transfer, getting ready to start there. And then we've got Nebraska, the Matt era kicking off against right. Minnesota as well. A lot of new out there, very excited. We're going to need to get the college football picks on wax here, too, for our playoff picks. But, Dad, I want to hold that for okay. a second here right. because we're a living, breathing organism on here. And we had a lot of news and notes happening mm-hmm. in the world of college football yesterday. We had all of the conference commissioners meeting down in Texas, getting ready to try and figure out if there are going to be changes in the playoff format for college football in right. lieu of everything that's happened with the Pac-12 and, really, that looking like it's going to be a dead conference very, very soon. For more on that, very excited to welcome in our friend, Nicole box senior writer over at The Athletic. You're also going to see her reporting on college football for NBC Sports all this fall, doing a fantastic job everywhere. Nicole, how you doing, bud?
4: It's wonderful to be with you guys. Congrats on the new show.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Nicole. We appreciate it. Congrats to you, obviously, your work now adding to the fold this fall with NBC and all the great stuff you're going to be doing over there. And your work never really stops, Nicole, as conference realignment and all the conversation around it has a ton of tentacles, including what was going down in Texas yesterday. So all the conference commissioners, plus Notre Dame athletic director Jack Swarbrick, got together to discuss the playoff format. And if there would be any changes in how that operated in light of all the news around the Pac-12 this offseason, what was, if any, of the fallout yesterday from those conversations that were had?
4: So they started to have those conversations about if there should be any adjustments to the model. I think it makes a lot of sense to a lot of people that maybe if you had a six conference champions, six at larges with five power leagues and ten total, well, maybe you just adjust that by one and you go to five conference champions and seven at in, in in lieu of having a Pac-12. But basically the commissioners came out of that meeting saying, They need the dust to settle, and they need to know exactly what the conference landscape is going to look like before they make any actual decisions. We also don't even know how large some of these conferences are going to be because the ACC still hasn't made their decision yet on Stanford, Cal, and SMU. So it makes sense to me that they want the dust to settle on all of that. But I do know we've heard from Greg Sankey very vocally in recent weeks that he wants this looked at. I can't imagine it would go to a 12 best format with all at large spots because I think The value of having a conference championship to play for in so many leagues is so valuable. And as MAC Commissioner John Seidrecker told us yesterday, it's one of the bedrock principles of the playoff itself and every iteration of it so far. So I do anticipate that if there is a change, it would go to that five and seven model. But we are nowhere near actually finalizing that yet.
1: So if you can, you know, in in layman's terms, I'll say for me and for others out there, what are What do we think are the realistic options of what the playoff system will look like?
4: So I think it will look pretty similar to what has been approved, what everyone has talked about over the last couple of years, where you do have first round on-campus games. They actually made some progress towards how they're going to figure out hotels and things like that for those games yesterday as well. But then you're going to have those next three rounds at neutral sites, full sites and you are going to have a mix between conference champions especially from those power conferences and then at least one from the group of five and then the six or maybe seven best teams left so the highest ranked teams other than that you still have the mechanism in place right now that the top four seeds need to be conference champions so notre dame can't be that but also that would mean that like the second place sec team couldn't earn a buy as well. So I wonder if that would eventually also come under scrutiny and possibly change again because I could see let's say Greg Sankey saying hey well Georgia's one Alabama's two why don't they both get by?" so keep an eye on that moving forward as well but right now top four seeds have to be champions they get a bye, and then five through twelve play that opening weekend on campuses hosted by five through eight so I'm really excited for all of this we are getting really close to it actually being here which is also kind of funny that we can't just live in this world for a little bit and then decide if there's changes, but that's how college sports work. We like to have committees, working on problems that haven't yet arisen. Well,
1: uh, Greg Sankey speaking up is a real shocker. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. But
0: (laughs) he's not the one in that room I'm interested in because, Nicole, you mentioned we like to have committees. We like to get all these people together. We also like the drama around it. What was the temperature like in the room? Because you had PAC-12 Commissioner George Klievkoff in the room with a lot of the folks that had sort of done him wrong around this round. So what was that scene like inside that room for these commissioners getting together in person?
4: Well. Everyone coming in thought it was going to be awkward, as did I. And I have been at a lot of these playoff meetings over the last couple of years, and there has been some real tension after OU Texas happened. And then the rounds of realignment, the lower levels, too. It was incredibly awkward. Like these commissioners were not speaking to each other. I'd be at the hotel bar the night before, and they would not be interacting with each other, they wouldn't be saying hello to each other. Uh, this was an interesting dynamic because I think a lot of people in that room felt bad for George. And, and Greg Sankey spoke about that afterwards that he had called him after kind of that, that uh, August 4th day when the league lost five members and was down to four in the Pac 12. And he called him because he just wanted to express support. And I think there was a lot of sympathy, but he walked into the meeting like usual. He was ch- his cheery self. He walked in with Mountain West Commissioner Gloria Navares he ran out to try to get away from us and we kind of chased him down (laughs) towards the elevator. He said he had to get uh, to a flight and then we were sort of like, okay, well, what's, you know, what's next? And he said, you know, I'm looking forward to the future and he was asked, well, what's the future for you? And he said, us winning a national championship and then he darted up the escalator. So that was it for George Kleopkoff. But I do think that there was some underlying awkwardness, but everyone said that ultimately it was friendly and you try to put those things aside, but there's just fundamental questions of, Will the Pac-12 exist for the expanded playoff? Like, it may not. And so I think once the dust settles and we know if that league is going to try to backfill or if, you know, the Stanford and Calgo, the ACC, and the other two schools just go to the Mountain West or the American, you have more clarity on that front and you can kind of move forward without George Gopkoff or a Pac-12 representative in the room beyond this season. But for the issues that are gonna affect the playoff for this season, well, the Pac-12 is going to be a part of it, and so that makes sense. But I, was, I asked and I was told that he did not have to leave the meeting at any point. But yes, obviously underlying awkwardness for all, but I think the meeting went about as, as non-awkward as, as it possibly could, considering the circumstances.
1: So, Nicole, just about a minute left. If you can give us a quick synopsis of what's happening with the ACC and Cal Stanford SMU.
4: Well, we're still in a holding pattern here. You know, we're still waiting for the ACC to decide and you know they were supposed to have a meeting on monday night and it was potentially going to get to a vote that meeting was canceled because of the on-campus shooting at unc absolutely understandable because leadership at unc is preoccupied with real life matters and real life issues so i don't think anyone was necessarily forcing or pushing to reschedule that vote but as of right now i do not know that it has been rescheduled i personally and i think a lot of The folks involved in this were hopeful that maybe they could reschedule it for today or tomorrow so that this could be wrapped up before week one really gets started in earnest. But the question still is, do they have the votes? Are you able to flip someone based on the financials uh, and the ability to move some of that money towards people who are hitting certain benchmarks in football and certain success metrics? You know, that, that is appealing to a lot of people because it does address some of the revenue gap issues that some of these folks feel, but is it enough to change people's minds and allow them to add members to a conference across the country add all of this travel when they don't fundamentally believe that they're adding value to the league as a whole so we'll see we'll see this is a tight <laughs> one this is a close one i think that's why they're not saying like they're scheduling a vote because i'm not sure that they are guaranteed or 100% sure they have the votes yet.
0: Uh, a lot of plates spinning in the world of college football right now. We always appreciate Nicole Arbach's insight onto all this. Nicole, thanks so much, bud. Enjoy the football tonight and enjoy week one coming up. We'll talk to you soon. All
4: right, thanks guys, you too. God,
0: Again, football, Nick, we're talking football. It's a beautiful thing. Awesome. NBC Sports, college football insider, Nicole Arbach. Coming up next though, we see so much of the bad a cut day. Let's get to some of the good here and enjoy a wholesome moment next. Sound the trumpets, it's horse racing time. So saddle up for the action with DK Horse, an official DraftKings affiliate. Right now, new customers who download the DK Horse app can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $250. Just deposit $25 or more and complete the playthrough requirement. Wager on your favorite horses, then watch the races live right in the app. Download the DK Horse app now. New customers get a 100% deposit bonus up to $250 when they opt in with code GOLIN. Only on the DK Horse app. Alright guys, we are getting towards the end of summer here, but that doesn't mean your need for a great pair of shades that you don't have to baby goes away. Knockaround Sunglasses is the go-to for quality polarized shades that won't break the bank. Plus, they just released their first set of teams from their official MLB collection. You can still get in time for the end of the season, including the Red Sox, the Yankees, the Astros, the Mariners. Don't be the person that's squinting into the sun or worried about getting sand in their overpriced sunglasses. Check out knockaround.com for great-looking polarized shades starting at just 28 bucks, and use code GOLIK for free shipping on your order.
2: Welcome back to Gojo and Golik. Guys, football is family, right? And sometimes it gets emotional. So on Tuesday, offensive lineman Cody Ford found out he made the Bengals' 53-man roster. And like we said, we see a lot of the bad stuff. Let's see some of the good stuff. Look at the exact moment he found out.
4: Okay, it's four. It's four. It's four. It's Ah! Cody, you made the team. I knew you would. How do you feel? Like Leave you can me. breathe? Like you can breathe? Leave me alone. I'm gonna have this for the rest of my life and your kids are gonna see this. You made the team, your fifth year. I, I hear church bells. <laughs> what? Look, it's four. That those bells literally just said there was four. You made it, Cody Ford. You are on the fifty-three man. His agent just texted him. Are, are we good? Call no, good. Yeah. Nope. No call. No call on his work phone. Cody, you made it.
3: <laughs> that is. Peak
0: offensive lineman, sure is. Leave that me really he is. alone. He's yeah. offensive yeah. lineman. I do not want to be on camera. Yeah. I am not going to be overly excited or overly disappointed by anything that happens. Leave me alone. Do
1: you know when <laughs> I found out I made teams? How quickly I cracked a beer. I mean, oh yeah, I was sure. Like, Woo-hoo, she seemed like team. she
2: was like she was like those are church bells. I was like, oh, is she? She's like, you made the roster. Yeah. Let's go make it official. Uh,
0: <laughs>
1: While we're here. Yeah. She was definitely more emotional than him, but he that was Pico lineman. You are so
0: true. I mean, true. Like, I, mean I, yeah. had enough, I have enough buddies who are offensive linemen. Yeah. You knew offensive linemen yeah. that played with you in the NFL. Like, that's almost always the dynamic. Those creatures want to be away from the spotlight there because if your name's usually getting called an offensive lineman, it's rarely it's something bad good thing. like this. So yeah, it's it's like
2: climactic, thing. too, that like the way you find out is like you just don't get a phone call. Yeah. Like, you're oh, just yeah. like, oh, it's 4 o'clock. Let's celebrate. And, and,
1: and, and you know it all. I mean, that, that last cut day, you're praying you don't hear from yeah. anybody, whether it used to be a knock on the door or a phone call, which, unfortunately, you, you had gotten. I oh. mean, but it's just you I don't want I was so wanna...
0: over when I got that knock on the door. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Uh. I saw, like, four people in that room, and I think only two cut me. Uh. <laughs> it was... Uh, it was a rough one for your boy. so congratulations yeah, yeah. to Cody. It was a great offensive lineman in Oklahoma, too. Glad to see him. It's a, it's him it's
1: a great moment, and again, I know a lot of people aren't as into it because it's a lot of it's the back end of the roster. Oh, yeah. But, you know, it's, it's such a special moment in a good way to your dream continues and in
0: a bad way for some people's dreams are over. Uh, in in a blink of an eye. Our buddy Ross Tucker over here at DKN says it best, and I saw him tweet this the other day. There's like 1,500 guys that got cut the other day. And he goes, most of those guys were probably the best player in the history of their high school. Probably came out of their town and were the man there, went to college with all those hopes and dreams. Like There are such good players that don't make their way to this unbelievably exclusive club of the 1% of the 1% in the NFL.
1: It's where it's where it starts to separate. I remember my first class at Notre Dame, we had 13 high school all-Americans yeah. in our in our freshman class going to Notre Dame, and I would say half or more of those guys rarely hit first team or, or didn't play a whole lot, yeah. but you're, you're the top and then in college you go down to the bottom and then you rise up and if you could go to the next level, again you're down you know, close to the bottom to try and rise up again. It's, it's amazing, but you're right. Those guys that got cut, uh, or Ross is right, that they were probably the stars or best players out of their high schools. So congratulations yeah. to
0: those guys. Let's talk about the cream rising to the top <laughs> in college football. This year, though, the guys who are going to try and make their name. So we said it's week one finally coming up here. We've got Power 5 football going on on Thursday night, which means we got to get our college football playoff picks on wax right now. We already cheated a little bit having Notre Dame and SC play last week and get a little bit of a sample size there. Honor system, I did tweet mine out before that was, those games were played last weekend. Okay, so you're really the only one living in sin here. And with that in mind, I will let you go first. Dad. Your college football playoff... Top four teams that you believe are going to make it in the 2023-2024 I, national title. I already
1: want to change mine uh, and put Notre Dame in there. Uh, my wife is going to be really mad that I don't have it in there. But right now I have Washington at number four. I I love them coming out of the Pac-12. I know it's tough with USC and what they have, but Michael Penix Jr., those wide receivers,
0: the rush ends that they have as well, I love especially what that offense is going to do. You could challenge between them and Ohio State, I think, will be the battle for the best offensive skill returning in college football this year.
1: Yeah, Uh, Number three, I'm, I'm going with Clemson. Uh, and I think Notre Dame's going to beat Clemson, but that's an out of conference game. Yep. Uh, so it won't affect that.
0: <laughs> I could feel ACC fans rising up and fire. Yeah. yeah You're tough.
1: technically half in. Yeah, whatever. Leave you know it what? Alone. Football, we're not, so get over it. Uh, but Clemson, I mean, I, I think they're going to be the cream of the crop again. Yeah. And not what they've been in the past, but
0: good enough to win that conference and be there in the Final Four in the end. Garrett Riley coming over their big offseason acquisition. Dabo Swinney went to work, got himself, forget portal players, which he's been notably against, but went and got himself a portal coach, brought Garrett Riley over and left, letting go Brandon Streeter, the architect of that TCU turnaround last year. Kay Klubnick walks in as the day one guy this year. There's none of the DJU controversy in that quarterback room, Will that be enough to elevate this offense back to the place and match the defensive front seven talent that should still be otherworldly? Still going to
1: be there, yeah. Number two, I'm going to go with Michigan. I think Michigan is going to fly through their schedule. Obviously, you have Michigan Ohio State. All of a sudden, we're going to be talking about, is Ryan Day going to lose three years in a row to Michigan and have Michigan be the big champs three years in a row? Though, kind of... Crazy there to me, Wisconsin. If Michigan plays Wisconsin in a Big Ten championship game, Wisconsin's kind of an outlier to me on what you're going to get out of Luke Fickle on that team. But I'm going to go Michigan, number two. And then, I mean, how do you not give Georgia the benefit of the doubt at number one? Though they've lost about every defensive player they've had in the draft the last two to the last two years, but they just keep churning them out there. New quarterback there as well. But still, uh, schedule's in their favor as well, so tough to not have them number
0: one right now. I'll be changing it in a few weeks and having Notre Dame up there after they beat Ohio State. Yeah, uh, of course, and we've got a, a lot of, I think, the beauty of this football season is so many of those matchups do happen, right? right? In The Big Ten, the month of November is really the one you circle where you're going to get the Michigans, Penn States, and uh, right. Ohio States all playing one another. The Pac-12 this year is a thunderdome. The Pac-12 could be the deepest the
1: deepest conference. And, and, and they're going away.
0: And, and they could be in the deepest conference. And that is why I actually uh, have some nerves about them in my top four, which is going to look largely the same. Yeah, to it, yours is. it is. We can go spoiler alert in my top four that I tweeted out. The only difference is going to be at four for me. Yeah. Texas, I don't know if they're back. I don't even know what that fully means anymore. But I think for them, the schedule lines up being a little easier than their Pac-12 counterparts who are all going to play each other. That quartet of Utah, USC, Oregon, and Washington – all gonna meet in a fiery hellscape in November, and I just don't know who's gonna walk out of that with enough clearance from the rest of the group to count in here. I think Texas has a better shot in this year than Quinn
1: Ewers low. doing his thing. He started out really well last year,
0: and then I mean, Pat- Quinn Ewers, Xavier Worthy, Kelvin yeah. Banks, a great offensive tackle, <laughs> Jatavion Sanders, their tight end. I know Brock Bowers is the dude in He's college football. He's the man, football. yeah, yeah. This guy is going to be another name I think we see rise really big time up draft boards and names, uh, name uh, value here this season. So I think Texas can get in out of the Big 12. And then I'm with you. I go Clemson at three. Right. I go yeah. Michigan at two. And I go Georgia at that number one spot there. And I can understand and hear people saying, yeah, Georgia – Not that far removed from the conversations we're having about Ohio State and Alabama in terms of new quarterbacks coming in. And much like Alabama, new coordinator coming in. It's Mike Bobo round two at Georgia after you get Todd Munkin going to the NFL to help Lamar Jackson. (laughs) It's
1: amazing. We're giving Georgia the benefit of the doubt over Nick Saban in Alabama. But Georgia's done it the last two years. They put the, you know, it's what have you done for me lately? And they've won two titles in a row going for the three-peat. We'll see. But it's hard to not have them at number one now. If Going forward, like I said, I think, I think Notre Dame has a, has a really good shot. Obviously, the Ohio State game in a few weeks is going to be uh, a big test for them. Um, and then who else? It, it could be, if it's not Michigan, it's
0: probably going to be Ohio State, right? I'm trying to think of teams well, you could slot in or, or take out. I, and and I, I think I saw Bill Connolly do a good article of the tiers of college football teams over to ESPN. And you look at you know, the teams in the upper crust, Penn State in the Big Ten. Tennessee potentially in the SEC, it is a spoiler. USC, Utah, Oregon, Washington, we all talked about in there. But Florida State, LSU also in the mix. There's a lot of teams that we feel like this year, because there are some question marks about the usual powers that could make this college football season really interesting. We know some of those start off already this weekend. We're going to have Florida State and LSU, two of those teams. LSU made it to the SEC Championship last year. Florida State thinks they're ready to challenge. We will talk to their quarterback, Jordan Travis, Mm -hmm. tomorrow, leading up to what should be one of the biggest games of college football this upcoming weekend. But coming up next. Your mother already texted me. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. Big time mad there. We'll see if we can get big time loud with Snoop Dogg at the open next. (laughs) The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, welcome back as we wrap up Gojo and Golik here. The only way we know how, this, that, and the third, three quick stories to send you off on a new day. As always, download, subscribe, rate, review, five-star rating, DraftKings YouTube, DraftKingsNetwork.com, Samsung TV+. Plus. Dad, are you committing all those to memory yet? Oh, I have them all. Just just let me know when you want me to list them out, and then I'll ask you what they are. All right, perfect. We're going to do this like a concussion test where we'll ask you at the end of the segment here, <laughs> and we'll see if you were be able to retain those. Uh, but as we get to this, that, and the third, let's start... With this, We've got the U.S. Open in tennis going on right now. (laughs) Been very entertaining in the beginning. And you see a lot of interesting faces out in the crowd. I saw Rob Gronkowski was out there the other night following the action, having a great time there. We've also gotten some complaints, though. Uh, A number of the players have spoken up about a particular smell around court 17. Take a listen.
1: Sometimes it smells food. Sometimes it smells cigarettes. Sometimes it smells weed. I mean, it's something that... We cannot control because we're in an open space. There is a park behind. People can do whatever they want. I smelled it actually today also. <laughs>
3: yeah, when me
1: seventeen, yeah, when me warmed up, I, I smelled it also, and then in a match not so much. But uh, I I told my coach like I I smelled it too, you know, in in a warm up also.
3: It's everywhere. Literally everywhere. <laughs> the that? whole court smells like weed. In New York or everywhere, everywhere? you play? No, years. I mean, I played once, so it was only once so far. But yeah, Court 17 definitely smelled like Snoop Dogg's living room. <laughs> what? Anyway. do I don't think that is? Because it's close to the, the park. <laughs> I don't know. It just, it have nothing to do with it. I don't know. But you can smell it. And the New Yorkers love weed, it. I'm very happy for them. (laughs) This conversation is going the wrong way, man.
0: (laughs) That last voice,
3: Alexander Zarev, he
0: looks like a guy who probably knows where that smell was coming Uh from. If I'm just judging a book by its cover, he looks like a guy who understands. But
2: that was such a, they were like, he was like, it smells like weed. And they're like, why do you think that is? Because someone's smoking weed. What do you mean? Uh, I mean, are you
1: kidding? They're smoking weed by court? Said there was a park there. I mean, seriously, I love that it smelled like Snoop's living room. That's a great
0: line. You know what? It's it's interesting, and I always talk about there are fun smells to encounter in the wild. You know, fresh-cooked bacon. Right. Mm. The dying embers of a fire as you walk by someone's backyard here. Hot dogs being cooked on the street outside of the Staples Center. Like, listen, I'm not a prude. Like, been around weed, partake at a time or two. I don't know if that's a smell that necessarily, if you're just randomly, especially getting ready for an athletic event, if that's one you want hitting you upside down. But it does
1: hit it, and you know exactly what it is. Oh, exactly. yeah. I mean, it hits it hard.
2: It's definitely a distraction. They're all noticing it, and they're like, yeah, it's like definitely affecting us. Yeah, I it's would not want to be smelling
0: that Second, right before I play. They're getting pain. it secondhand.
1: Well, I'm picking a Snoop Dogg. You Second missed your opportunity smoke. with him.
0: I know, yeah. Still one of my greatest regrets of all time. Had the chance to smoke with Snoop Dogg when I was in college. I was afraid of getting randomly drug tested. Yeah. I hadn't played up until that point, and so I had to turn down that opportunity. And there's the, my two biggest regrets in life are. Not continuing piano lessons and not smoking drugs with Snoop Dogg they're
2: so different, those two regrets. They're very
0: opposite ends of the spectrum. But
1: uh, you know, hey, listen. Would have been interesting had you smoked with Snoop and then played the piano, what that would
0: have sounded like. That would have been very interesting. Mozart, maybe ended up on (laughs) a track and maybe my life is completely different. Uh. And I'm not here with you two guys. But uh That would be a shame because then we wouldn't get to watch this weird stuff. Mm -hmm. We have one weekend now as a break before we begin NFL football. But if you fail to prepare, you're prepared to fail. That's day one stuff. And thankfully, fans of the Cleveland Browns are going to be prepared for anything this
2: year. They are prepared. We have this video of a Cleveland Browns fan Ah! encountering a rabid fan. And I do mean this thing literally could have rabies. I looked into this and the guy said that before he grabbed this possum he YouTubed a video and how to grab a possum and it said to grab it by the tail so so what would
0: you grab you needed do you think oh, I, behind uh, the, the body mat- the body? Yeah, the neck or the really? head. Really? I mean, listen. I'm just saying. The tummy? Different animals demand a different spot I, to grab them. I out agree. Of the wild.
1: But if you had to make an assumption on where you would grab a possum, wouldn't you think it would be? I same mean, same? If, you had,
0: if you had to grab an alligator, where would you assume to grab it by? You might think the tail, also based on the structure there. But you're supposed to grab it by. Right. The yeah, I would think okay. maybe you All
2: grab right. a possum on its tummy because my fear would be I'm holding it by its tail and it.
0: Yeah. you yeah, know, it goes did, to the reversal. You know yeah. why
1: I would never have that fear? I'd never grab a possum. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. listen, what they is were, he doing?
0: They were confronted by a possum in the stands. The possum came to their dojo. Go the and other so way. Themselves. Go
1: possum, you can go here. What if it was Ozumon? getting ready to
0: attack your family? Well, you that then I would
1: jump
2: and, in and step
0: way, in. Okay. Possums are terrifying. I know they the are. The guy
2: said, though, this them. possum was very fine. It was calm. It was like probably scared because it somehow found itself in the sea of Browns fans. And the guy said he picked it up. No big deal. Put it in the box and hopefully they... But you that know.
1: possum you saw that possum was trying to get to him man. Yeah, because yeah, he picked him up. Yes! Yes! That possum wanted a piece of that arm.
2: But he didn't get any. He got
0: put in the box. Also a reminder, you can learn anything on YouTube. you're really
1: Real quick. In the moment. Obviously because I was going to say how many beers did that guy have before he did that, but he must not have to have the wherewithal to go to YouTube. Yeah. Before he okay, I'm gonna pick up this possum. Wait a minute, let me go to YouTube first. How to pick up possum.
0: Seriously, you can find anything online. Honestly, it's what your one Google or YouTube search away. I have fixed sinks that way. It helps me every time. I'd look like, dead. I know you're gonna to hate to hear this, but because you did a good job when we were kids. Making sure to go and show us all how to jump a car, how to do yeah, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. Almost every time the situation comes up, I got a YouTube well, well, Do you forget how there. to jump
1: it's a car? You it's don't just, know at you know, the red the and black. I mean, it's not and that difficult. And it's one difficult. of those things I don't
0: want to get wrong because then if you get it wrong, you can drain the battery and all of a sudden mm. things go wrong. I'd rather be safe than sorry, and YouTube's an easy place to make sure you're safe and. How not many scary. times
1: have you had to YouTube it? I mean, seriously, should you have to YouTube it once if you don't remember what I said? I mean, it's not different.
0: There's not a lot of steps.
1: Yeah,
2: our but, brains are built different now. Yeah. You just tell us something and it just disappears. Leaks out, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The internet
0: has ruined us all here, yeah. so our same wow. savior is also the same thing, mm-hmm. destroying us. What a microcosm of life. Uh, let's get to the third, though, and talk about something way cooler than that. Young people making tons of money. One of my favorite traditions in training camp when they do either the rookie talent show or they make a rookie get up and sing a song is the introduction. It is almost always a certain cadence. And we saw that play out for Baltimore Ravens rookie wide receiver Zay Flowers as he delivered some very fortunate news about his life that wowed his Ravens teammates yesterday. Zay Flowers, Boston College, 7 million. full signing bonus is almost always the introduction there. And there's gotta be, because I know everyone's different about their money. And everyone, Mm -hmm. some guys might be self-conscious about saying that out loud, letting everybody know, Zay Flowers stepped up. Ten toes, loud and proud, and almost broke Odell Beckham Jr., flipped over a chair there. $7 million signing bonus for the young man. Go off, kid. So
1: we didn't do that when I got into the league. Listen, I would have stood loud and proud and said $7 million, but this would have been my name, school, signing bonus. Mike Golick, University of Notre Dame, $17,500 signing bonus.
0: I mean, no, you know what?
1: Nobody would have been bowled over by mm-hmm. that one. They'd have laughed at me. I think yeah. some of your
0: fellow rookies towards the end of the draft might have been like, "Well, on the old that,
1: there weren't many." I was the tenth round. That would only be the eleventh and twelfth round guy. <laughs> that would be it. Seventeen five, and my my first year salary was sixty two thousand five hundred. Where now, I believe rookies can't make less than five
0: hundred thousand dollars. <sighs> yeah, it's a it's yeah. a bit of a different ball game. My, yeah. I was an undrafted free agent. My signing bonus I would rarely kind of depends on where you slot in there. Right, some right. guys don't get anything, some guys get something. Mine was $7,500, which yeah. at that point, no one had ever handed me $7,500. You,
1: you didn't get drafted and only got $10,000 less in your signing bonus than I did getting drafted. Well,
0: yeah, but the rookie minimum that year was also $420,000. Yeah. And I didn't see a dime of that because they cut me at the camp <laughs> and I was really over there. So. Why? Yeah, no, uh, tough yeah. Uh, Tough one to miss out on. But
1: there. oh, man, those signing bonuses. And that what play? I, I saw the video always fun. when the the rookies have to take uh, the vets out by position sometimes and they gave the rookie as a joke the one bill and it was twenty one thousand dollars and he was know. like yeah i mean it, if i listen if i'm a rookie first rounder i got no problem with that but other than that man i'm like it, no
0: it is nice now that most of those have turned into pranks from vets yes, who understand yeah. we make so much more than these guys yeah, yeah why would we actually stick them with that even if they got a lot of money they're not going to do the rooks like that they take care of yeah that well, is true so. that yeah. is true nice yeah. to see that there that being said zay Flowers, all of a sudden i'm sure going to have a lot of friends with a new business idea yeah.
1: or they want to talk to or them. a lot of friends that aren't reaching into their pocket when they're out at the
0: bar or restaurant. Yeah, let somewhere. me just I'll pay. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> short in <darn>. it. <laughs> we hope you reach into your pocket and maybe don't give us money, but well, a five star rating and a review you, wherever you get your podcast. Check us out on DraftKings YouTube. Thanks so much, guys. We will be back to finish off the week with you and react to some college football tomorrow. Let's go.